Peace, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events in pop culture today and in the past, and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. The date of this recording is Sunday, June the 27th, and this has once again been another eventful week. From the sentencing of Officer Derek Chauvin to UFO documents preparing to be released to Michael B. Jordan being targeted by the infamous cancel culture for potential insensitivities in the naming of his rum brand, pop culture has remained in the headlines once again. But this week, as usual, we will dive right into the sports side of things where we began the week off with the Portland Trailblazers making headlines as after years of disappointing runs led by Damian Lillard, it seemed like the front office for this organization just could not find a way to put together a true contending team in the Western Conference. And with a phenomenal top 10 talent in the league, that is Damian Lillard, there will always be questions from the media surrounding whether or not he should depart, especially coming off of the era of super teams. So with this conversation looming in the air, it appeared as if this year was the final straw. Damian Lillard was out there putting up historical performances that were at times being fumbled away by his teammates. Not necessarily at the fault of his teammates being inadequate, but particularly because Damian Lillard has not played with a true superstar or a player even of star caliber since LaMarcus Aldridge. And as you can see from the past decade of championships, at bare minimum, you need two legitimate stars in the NBA to compete for a title. CJ McCollum's scoring has been too inconsistent, and Yusuf Nurkic appears to be a shell of his former self since his major injury. So now what was left was a team with essentially no future, a team that has entered the dark hole that is stagnation in the NBA. And the solution that the organization turned to was firing the coaching staff and this week announcing that they signed former NBA champion Detroit Pistons' very own Chauncey Billups to a five-year contract, a signing that did not go over well with many of the fans of the organization. They wanted to opt for a more experienced head coach in the league, or at bare minimum a Becky Hammond, for example, who worked alongside a great in Greg Popovich. The discouraging response led to a social media assault being conducted against Damian Lillard to the point where he acknowledged how idiotic it was that the fans would assume that the coaching decision was 100% his own. However, even if that was the case, did he deserve to be bombarded the way he was? Regardless of your response to that question, they have alienated quite literally the greatest Portland Trailblazer of all time. And with that, 
we may be closer than it appears to the departure of Damian Lillard from the organization that was hanging by his threads year after year. While I personally am on the side of Damian Lillard departing for a better situation, I also have to acknowledge that his departure may be the end of blind loyalty in the NBA. The same loyalty that has led so many former players to retire ringless and ultimately be critiqued on these major sports shows for not having the rings to match the talent they brought to the league. Luckily, the four teams left competing for the championship all have a chance to put a player on this pedestal. On the Eastern Conference side, Giannis Antetokounmpo and his Milwaukee Bucks team presently have the Atlanta Hawks down 2-1. to one. In a series that began with Trey Young absolutely torching the Bucks for 40 plus points in game one, but that performance was followed by a 40 plus point blowout as the entire Bucks team dominated the Hawks in game two. And in game three, the Hawks held on to an extremely tight lead that quickly dwindled away as Chris Middleton proceeded to score. 20 points in the fourth quarter alone. So what we have now are two phenomenal young talents in the league in Giannis and Trey facing off for a chance to get that coveted position as the face of the NBA. While I continue to stand strong on my take that the Milwaukee Bucks will be competing for a championship this year, Trey Young wins either way just for making it this far when many believed his team would be gone in the first round. The Hawks forced the heavily critiqued Mike Budenholzer to, for the first time, in my opinion, in the many playoffs that he's been a part of, this is the first time he's truly shown the ability to make legitimate adjustments that changed the future prospects of the series. Meanwhile, on the Western side of things, we have seen an absolute coaching match-off for the ages with former Cleveland Cavaliers coach and championship winner Tyron Lue going head-to-head with Coach of the Year candidate Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. Unfortunately for the Clippers, every game has been close outside of the one that they took away the W in. And in these close battles, everything matters, which means the bad calls that the refs have been making were magnified. The defensive coverages being blown were the difference between a win and a loss. And this resulted in already a dunk alley-oop game winner in Game 2, Devin Booker going off for his first ever triple-double in Game 1. And in Game 4, the Clippers going 0-12 for in the fourth quarter on opportunities to take the lead. This has left Los Angeles in the dreaded position that is the 3-1 deficit. It would take a magical effort for them to win three straight and take back this series. 
And frankly, as great of a coaching job as Tyron Lue has been doing, I can't imagine the Clippers, especially without Kawhi Leonard, making adjustments for the lack of offensive ability to match what the Suns have been putting out. Even when they keep the Suns at a significantly lower offensive output, the Clippers have really struggled to find a way to bring theirs up to make up for what was lost in Kawhi Leonard. So I stand strong on my take that the NBA Finals will be a matchup between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks to hoist up the championship trophy. As they continue to compete for a chance to win a ring, on the music side of things, superstar artist Tyler the Creator dropped a championship project of his own. As his new album, Call Me If You Get Lost, dropped and received some of the most raving reviews that I've ever seen a Tyler, the Creator album receive. Tyler teamed up with Gangsta Grill's legend, DJ Drama, a man who was behind many of the significant mixtapes of the early 2000s particularly working with Lil Wayne on his very famous dedication series. In a blast from the past, DJ Drama put out an absolutely masterful performance narrating Tyler's album. As it was a tale of Tyler's self-told story, being in love with a woman who was in a relationship with one of his friends. But what came out of this was more great production from Tyler, which has at this point come to be expected. Tyler rapping at the best he's ever rapped in his career, in my humble opinion. And the cherry on top was Tyler finding a way to get these features to sound at their absolute best. I mean, not to spoil too much here, but Lil Wayne sounded like he was in his prime. NBA Youngboy, a famously gangster rapper, was singing surprisingly well on an R&B song alongside Tyler. Little Uzi and Pharrell teamed up again on a song, with Pharrell delivering his own great rap verse. Tyler has lit up the music world, not just hip-hop, not just rap. As this is his seventh project, it is projected to do the best numbers of his career. Currently, I'm looking at projections of him selling 175,000 first week units. And Tyler, the creator, has come with, after approximately five to six listens, a true masterpiece and undeniable contender for album of the year. In the same year where we're rumored to get another Drake project, and we know that tends to command a plethora of attention upon their releases. It's unfortunate that Tyler's great album had to overshadow Ski Mask the Slump God's Return as well, as Ski Mask, who, for all intents and purposes, was in hibernation with regards to his music, deservedly so as he witnessed the passing of two of his close friends in Tentacion and Juice World within a couple-year span. 
but he came back confident, experimental, and apparently genuinely happy on his new mixtape, Sin City. Just a sprinkle of music here and there as he prepares for his actual full-length album release. Ski Mask continues to draw a lot of inspiration from his friends as he was a part of the massive Florida movement when Kodak Black, XXX, Denzel Curry, and several more were emerging all with their unique sounds and ways to put spins on their unique life experiences. But Ski Mask still maintained his own signature touch the real reason that I myself became a fan of his work, and it's his references. Ski Mask appears to be a pop culture savant as he continues to find ways to put spins on classic TV shows, new animes, songs everyone has heard. He is a nostalgia king when we talk about artists who use references to their full potential. This is an artist who's walking around with a Yu-Gi-Oh chain. An artist who had several references to Naruto on his biggest song, Catch Me Outside. He even has a song called New Age Chip Skylark, sampling the Fairy Odd Parents song, My Shiny Teeth and Me. If you are a fan of Ski Mask, I am very confident you will enjoy this project. But again, the numbers won't be as good as they could be. Because Tyler released, might I mention again, a album of the year contender. So those were two solid projects that came out that are worth giving a listen if you have the time. While I'm sure the news going into the day of this podcast being released will be the BET Awards. As at this moment, Cardi B revealed that she was pregnant. They did a DMX tribute. And Tyler, the creator, debuted his first performance of a song from the album by performing the song Lumberjack. The BET Awards, which I have critiqued in the past largely because they haven't shown enough effort, in my opinion, to establish themselves as a premier award worth competing for, largely because they focus more on popularity versus the quality of the music. That still shouldn't take away from the celebration of black entertainment and black art as it continues to be a medium for black artists to show their skills. Now, while I would normally conclude here by speaking on Marvel's new show, Loki, particularly because it's been the talk of the town amongst popular shows, the last episode wasn't as eventful. Spoiler alert here as I'm just going to announce that the new episode of Loki was very context heavy. As Loki ventures alongside the female version of himself, both in search of her true intentions, but also trying to escape back to where they came. But their frivolous bickering led them to be stranded in an apocalyptic world where they are just struggling to find some energy to power a device to bring them back. So most of what we see is them learning to appreciate one another, opening up about their histories, and ultimately teaming together to find a way out. I hope that this will reward viewers 
in the coming weeks with more eventful episodes that are both action-packed, driven by a strong story, and well-concluded for the series. But amidst all of this, I wanted to mention an article that I was reading, one that specifically highlighted, considering this announcement of more UFO files being released, more information generally on unidentified things entering our atmosphere being revealed to us, I will pose the same question that the article did. How do you believe that popular movies, shows, songs have shaped the way you perceive aliens? This is a topic that has been dominated by shows like The X-Files, movies like Men in Black, The Avengers, or just cartoons in general. It's very interesting how many people default to green people, gray people, massive craniums, kind of short, circular spaceships. Who deemed these specific designs for aliens to be somewhat unanimously agreed upon in the film world? And why was it continuing to be perpetuated? I'd love to hear your opinion on what you believe aliens are, whether or not they exist, and what they may or may not look like. So with that question, I bid you adieu. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you taking your time out. As always, any ways you believe I can improve this audio experience for you is much appreciated. I will continue to work on improving it keeping my finger on the pulse of the culture and i'll talk to you next week this is behold pop culture